Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Love lifts us up where we belong. I'm feeling it, baby. The dream is alive. Oh, you are a remarkable actor. It's, it's here, baby. It's love day. This whole time I have to be so reserved, but here on Bachelor or Bachelorette Finale Day, I can finally <laughs> celebrate my love for you, Rachel. It's alive, and now I have the example to follow. I love you. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. It's a Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise podcast. It is just that. I said Bachelorette. I let it slide. And that's why I love you. <laughs> love the sauce up where we belong. We just watched a fucking four and a half day long <laughs> finale. It was like Roots. <laughs> In a lot of ways that we probably shouldn't get into. It was such a fucking slog through the desert, but the desert was also a swamp. It was so <laughs> rough and tumble. I didn't even watch half the fucking thing. Yeah. And it, was a, it was a hard watch. And I know you're saying, Griffin, you do a Bachelorette podcast. And I say to you in response to that, for reference. Yeah, Griffin, hey, what'd you cook tonight? Oh, what did I make? First of all, I'm on this baking kick because I've been watching Paul Hollywood. I'm following him, following in his footsteps because the where there's one pair of footsteps, that's where Paul Hollywood <laughs> carried me on the beach and he fed me scones. <laughs> um, I've started baking, so I baked all of my friends and you uh, soft pretzels. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to brag or anything, but they were completely fucking baller. You remember last week where I said that one of my love languages was soft pretzels? Yeah, well, let's just say... I speak that shit. Griffin parlez-vous pretzels. What else did I make for everybody, though? Because you can't make a dinner and it's soft pretzels. Yeah, that's not a, a dinner. You gotta have a protein. How about some jagerschnitzel? Oh, my gosh. You're... That... Let me check the waves on that. Let me <laughs> just do one more sound time. waves I'm on that? I'm looking at the sound waves now. Jagerschnitzel! Oh, that's so unpleasant. I made jagerschnitzel for all my friends. Do you want to say what that is? It's like a schnitzel with like a... Like a mushroom and onion gravy on top of it. It's, it's like a breaded pork cutlet. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, I made that, and it took a very, very long time to prepare it, and so I skipped, I would say, the boring part of the episode, but then I came in, and it was still the boring part of the episode finale. Yeah, Oops. so I'll I'll tell you what happened, and then you can... I was following along. You can just, have those fresh reactions. We also had, like, 14 people at our house tonight. It was very, very woke. Very, very lit. Yeah, we had two friends arrive in evening gowns, which I really appreciated. Thank you to Anna and Nicole. You really made the evening special. Thanks oh. to Steffi, too, who made a peach cobbler that was out of this fucking With, world. With uh, homemade blueberry ice cream. It was unbelievable. So much love went into the preparation of the mm-hmm. feast tonight. It's a big night. Anyway, let's dive right into it. Tell me what happened in this love parade and also love school. It was a it was part parade, <laughs> part school. Love school. Oh, baby, you got to warn me when you're going to sing so I can come in and harmonize with you. You got to be ready. Okay. There's only only two words to that song. (laughs) I know. It's true. That was the kinks. Uh, Seminal, but very, very short hit. Love school. No, I was thinking of surf school. Wasn't that like a trailer we saw at one point? 
Probably. Hey, what happened on The Bachelor okay. at tonight's three-hour-long okay. fight? Oh, should episode? we hurry, maybe, because there's three hours of material to cover? I, honest to God, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb. We'll be done at 45 minutes, because I don't Griffin, think there's that much to talk about. Griffin, you always say that, and All we right, always... Let's get into okay. it. Okay. All right. So, we start out, JoJo's family has come to Thailand to meet her two remaining suitors. Run down on the family again. The mom, so dope, slammed that bottle of wine last season, was <laughs> mom, a, a national dad, hero. dad... Uh, brothers uh, and sister. Sister did not get a lot of screen time. Um, the brothers were the brothers who were very the protective to the did point not of, get as much screen time. They didn't get very as rowdy. I was anticipating either. They didn't get rowdy, did they? I know because they went hard on Ben, and I thought, oh, this is going to be good. And not much of anything. They well, must if, have, they, if it had been anything, we would have known about it fucking six episodes ago. Yeah, they they must have learned their lesson from that first foray into television. Yeah. Um, so JoJo tells the family that she is in love with both uh, Jordan and Robbie, but that they don't know it yet. To this point, she's also not told those boys that she's in love with them, um, going against what Benjamin did. Yeah. In the last season, breaking her heart. Um, so Jordan's up first and meets the fam, uh, tells the fam that he was a skeptic, um, but that he's really come to care for JoJo. Um, Mom thinks that he came across as genuine. That's he a said first. That. Yeah. Uh, then Jordan brings gifts, which are just silly hats. Um, oh man, I missed that, and I'm glad. It's, uh, some of the stuff I'm kind of glad I missed. He said something like, "Oh, his family has fun, and this is like a way to kind of break the tension." So he brought everybody a funny hat to wear at the table. What were they like? Can you describe these funny ass hats to me? Um, I mean, did one of them have like boobs on it or something? No, no. Uh, they like Jamiroquai. There was like a black cowboy hat that said Thailand on it that he gave it to uh, JoJo's dad. And then JoJo's mom got like a pink and white floppy hat. I mean, it wasn't like laugh out loud funny. It was sort of a thinker then. Yeah. yeah. You know, Jordan, he's... he's no, yeah, it's... Yeah. An intellectual. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and so Jordan uh, tells us that it's been six years since he's met uh, a girl's family. Um, and then he sits down with the mom. And the mom says, Jojo has trust issues. Um, will you promise not to break her heart? And uh, Jordan promises. Nice of him. And then the mom tells us that he seems like kind of a playboy. Well, is that just based on his looks? Because that's racism. Well, so he's very likable. And when the mom's talking to Jojo, she's like, I'm worried you're too much alike. Uh, and Jojo's like, who doesn't like Jordan? And mom's like, that's the problem. Who doesn't like Jordan? Like he's a lot of people in the Rose Buddies Facebook group do not (laughs) like Jordan just based on sort of the reaction thread tonight. Yeah. So the mom thinks he's too slick. He's too polished. He's like too smooth. By the time the, um, like proper two hour episode ended, there were like 2000 comments on the live discussion. I heard that. Um, and most of them were just like, <laughs> About both guys or just Jordan? I think both guys. I think it was kind of a crop of stinkers here at the end, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the guys seemed very 
um, polished, you know, like not polished in like a, they're naturally polished dudes, but like polished in that they knew the formula. They knew how this was supposed to work. They understood what the game was and they were playing it. I would argue that one of them was polished and the others were Michael Keaton multiplicity slime clones <laughs> of that one. Identikit. Yeah. Um, so, so the family doesn't seem like anti Jordan, but they don't seem excited about him. And so Jordan sits down with the dad, um, but he doesn't ask the dad for permission to marry Jojo. This um, is fucking unprecedented. Which becomes a big, big deal. I'm surprised that this wasn't like a bigger deal before this episode happened. Because that's like, seriously, that don't happen. Yeah. So, I mean, this will come up again later, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But there are a lot of reasons that a person could say, I didn't ask for your dad's permission. Because reasons like, I've known you six fucking weeks? And also reasons like you're an adult woman, uh, and I know that you don't require your father to agree that to this That ain't how this show operates, though. I know. But, I mean, it's a valid reason that somebody someday on this show could give. Oh, crap, absolutely. But not <laughs> not, not now. Not this, not this time. Yeah. I'm as progressive vis-a-vis that subject as, as it comes, but, like, that's that. it's literally not happened in the show. It hasn't happened in the show. Yeah. And the, uh, the thing that surprised me, and we mentioned this earlier, the brothers never get their hands on Jordan. I thought they for sure... They don't get their hands dirty. They would spend a lot of time really leaning on Jordan, because they leaned on Ben so hard, and Ben was like as white bread as they come. When they came at Ben, if memory serves, it's because they write a lot of stuff in the Bloids, and they wanted to hit him up about this Bloid fodder. And God <laughs> knows there's plenty of stuff about... Jordan, Jor- yeah. Joro. In the Bloids. I don't know. I mean, they probably did sit down with him, but it must not have been meaty content because it did not get shown. Hmm. Uh, and then it's Robbie's turn. How'd that go? Uh, so Robbie shows up. Robbie has really leaned hard, and I think the producers have kind of embraced this. Robbie is the candidate who will tell you everything you could possibly hear from somebody Um that supposedly is in love with you after two months. Like he 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 checks all the boxes. He covers all his bases to to the point where like if you've gone through and checked everything that a person who has made it to the final two has said in the history of the show, yeah. like he throws a lot of love spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. So he tells us the viewer before he's even out of his little vehicle that he's excited to ask for her father's blessing. That he's been thinking about this the whole time since he fell in love with her uh so already a strong contrast to jordan so robbie shows up meets the family uh the family has heard about his entrance which i had forgotten but it's he's the one that showed up with the wine bottle that they both took swigs directly out of the bottle from that's fine luke Luke came up on a unicorn i know but remember how it was kind of a play on how they do things in the fletcher house because her mom was a big Wine bottle drinker. Yeah, I mean, that was fun. I mean, if you uh, diss the mom to the face, like, as soon as you meet her, that's, like, a totally (laughs) sick move. I like that a lot. That's not a diss, though. That's, like, that's one of the best things I've ever seen on a reality show before Mm -hmm. because it was so fucking real and good. Yeah. So the mom tells us that she thinks that he's a a gentleman. Um, And he tells the story about 
when they were on the cliff together and that later that night he decided to say that he loved her. What? I don't remember a cliff. They were they jumped off the cliff together. You remember? They were no. both standing on this cliff. Mm. And we were like, this looks really dangerous. Nah. And they both jump off. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry, Robert. Robert, I'm sorry, my boy. I don't remember your beautiful story, my friend. Oh. Did they go on? No. Did they go on the Choose Your Own Adventure date? That might go down as the only date I remember from this season because it was the most ill-conceived of the dates. I think that might have been Shaw's, actually. Yeah, I think that was Chase. Um, You're right. That was Chase. That was before the Shaw's transformation happened. <laughs> so, so he, yeah, he, so he tells the story. He's very open, like, hey, I told her I was in love with her really early. And JoJo's like, yeah, he, he, you know, he's been always been really honest with me. And then after he's done meeting the family, the brothers say that, oh, Robbie's a great guy. Um, the whole family is kind of like, Robbie seems more ready, you know, to, to get married, to take that next step. Um, and the brothers make the point, because Jojo's like, well, but I love both of them. You know, and with Jordan, it's really fun. And then one of the brothers says, you're not picking someone to be your New Year's Eve date. Which I thought was kind of a nice, sick burn, you know? Yeah, kind of a nice burn on your family members trying to decide who to marry. <laughs> um, I dialed in for, like, the summary of the family of the two. And everybody was so, like, um, transparently pro-Robbie and anti-Jordan. Um, talking about how Jordan just didn't seem like he was ready to commit, and Robbie was obviously like totally ready to commit. Which, yes, that has been sort of the thing of the whole season. Well, I'm part of that, and I and I left this out a moment ago. So Robbie does ask Doctor Fletcher's permission. Yeah. Um, and says your you know your daughter will be my number one priority. She's the biggest thing in my life. Um, and asks for permission. And after it's over, the dad gets really emotional and cries a little bit and tells Jojo that was a really special moment for me. Yeah. So, so yeah, everybody's like, oh, it's not that we don't like Jordan. Uh, it's just that Robbie's more husband material. And um, that, but they, they do let her know, like, Jordan just doesn't seem like he's ready. In well, and this is. is when Jojo finds out that Jordan didn't ask permission. Right. And Jojo gets very upset and says, yeah. okay, well, it sounds like all of you are a no for Jordan and a yes for Robbie. <laughs> and everybody simultaneously goes, no, 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 Way to fucking stick to your guns, Fletcher fam. Well, because JoJo starts to get really upset. Like, you can tell that she's just, like, devastated. And in that moment, if you don't know who's going to win the fucking <laughs> yeah, show. I know. I know. Everybody in her family is like, Jor Jordan's not the right one. Robbie's way, way more into you. Ah, ah, beans. Okay, it then, yes, Jordan. Oh, good. Yeah, she's like, oh, but if I picked Robbie, then I would always wonder what would have happened with Jordan. And if I picked Jordan... Then you know, I would always, I would always wonder if I should have made the no, other. That's actually not how the comparison went. The comparison went: if I pick Robbie, uh, I'll always wonder what it could have been like with Jordan. And if I pick Jordan and it goes bad, then I'll always worry what happened oh, to Robbie. Oh, did she say and it yeah. goes bad? Wow! So it's like then, then like that sort of the language that you just used sort of intimates that you think by default it's going to go good with Jordan. Yeah. And then you're going to be so much more. 
I mean, we all knew this, right? Like, Robbie caught everybody off guard. Except I didn't, because Jordan Rogers. It's just, it's beyond belief that Joe Rowe would go on this show show to not be the next Bachelor. With JoJo? With JoJo. It's just, it's just I can't believe it. I, I, and I, I, you know what? I'll be the first to say, like, you know, I was wrong. I was into it by the end of it. But, like, I just, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted at how it happened. Maybe you were wrong about Jordan. I think I was wrong about Jordan and JoJo, to be fair. But anyway, let's get to that. I will say the one fun thing, too, about JoJo's dad is that his name is Joe. Oh. (laughs) So father, just just to recap, father is named Joe. Daughter is named Joelle. JoJo for short, which must have been like confusing in their household because if they said JoJo's name with a slight pause in there, yeah, right. Hey, Joe, Joe, (laughs) Joe. Is there one with three Joes? (laughs) I don't know. The dog is named JoJo. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that's the end of the family meeting, Um, and now we're back on a beach in Thailand, and JoJo is meeting Robbie for their last one-on-one date uh and they're just gonna have a beach day i'm so tired baby i know i can tell i really need you to i really need you I'm to spark trying. up it's just this show went so long chris harrison why'd you make this show go three hours you can't blame chris harrison he's hardly in it he was in it a lot tonight because he was the final rose he was i should mention on this last episode they're airing it simultaneously with a live studio audience in like a theater. And so after every key moment, they'll cut back to Chris Harrison and he'll be like, wow. Wow. There's and then sometimes more, the audience will clap. I think the reason I'm so tired and drained is I know that there's an episode of Bachelor in Paradise tomorrow. <laughs> I know. And in a 25-hour-long span, we will spend five of those hours watching Bachelor products. Oh, is Bachelor in Paradise two hours? It's got to be. There's no way it's just relegated to one. We're lucky if it's not fucking three. Chris Harrison <laughs> knows he can do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm looking at Rachel like we both have a look of just complete exhaustion on our faces. You know what? It reminds me of solitary, except our solitary prison is just watching a reality show and they just keep making it longer and we just keep agreeing to it with like... I mean, that's the thing. If they said next week, an eight hour long episode, (laughs) like you and I would look at each other with grim determination and say like, okay. Eight hours. I guess I could call in sick. I'll get, uh, some, I'll get some diapers. <laughs> well, you like that. That would take a lot of soft pretzels, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, date time. Anyway, Robbie time. Um, I'm trying to think of anything notable. <laughs> Nothing, dude. That's what I'm saying. We're oh, gonna... Okay, so here there's a moment. So they're on the beach together. And JoJo wants to hear about what he thinks their life together is going to be like. And this is when Robbie goes into this incredibly detailed description, but like detailed in a way that it's like not even cute anymore. Cause he starts out and he's like, I see us just sitting on the most comfortable living room sofa. And then he goes on to, that des- sounds so far. That's a hundred percent a plus from Griffin McElroy. That sounds dope. <laughs> and then he goes on to describe 
you know, that they're making dinner and it's specifically it's meatloaf and there's kids. <laughs> you couldn't pick the more boring, like shitty meal. And and the specifically the type of white wine that they're drinking. And then they re- he references what he calls a bonus room that'll be like off the kitchen. Um, what is this playhouse that he's designed? It's just, it's kind of detailed in a way that I think he thought would maybe be cute, but it just, it becomes uncomfortable to listen to. I want to get loaded drunk on white wine. I want to cook a meatloaf bad. I want to sit on my fancy couch in our bonus room that I had built for all my action figures to go in. <laughs> Wait, now, who are we describing? Robert. Robin. Sin. You think he has action figures? I think he has lots of them. Yeah. I don't think he has any interests or hobbies. I think he has the matte texture of a G.I. Joe man, but an older one from the 50s. Not like one of the A1s from the 80s. Like Somebody in the Rose Buddies groups said that he reminded them of the Ken doll in Toy Story, which I appreciated. I thought that was a pretty apt comparison. It's just not, He's a. I think he's a handsome dude, but I think his hair looks like it could just snap off. And his, well, he's remember, got perfectly featureless skin. And I think a lot of people like that. Remember all those weeks ago when we were looking at his bio and I got so excited because his favorite flower was honeysuckle? I kind of remember that. Like, <laughs> fuck, dude, the, 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 the premiere of this show. And I, I remember being so excited about some of these boys. And Robbie was one of them. Yeah, he's, I remember he's thinking a sweet he's, he's snowflake. Sweet, funny, like a little snowflake of a man. By the way, do you know when this season premiered? Three years ago. <laughs> guess is guess genuinely the date. Um, I mean, okay, let me think. May? Yeah, it was May. Yeah. It's unimaginable <laughs> that it didn't start in at least February. <laughs> you mean January? January. January fourteenth, Valentine's Day. Oh God. What would we do if it was on Valentine's Day? We would we would stay home and we would watch it. Yep. <laughs> what if it's on Christmas, homie? Uh, what if it's the day that our child is born into this world? Yeah. It's just you. On- it'll, it'll be on in the delivery room. I'll be furiously taking notes. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so... so- uh, Jojo says, I trust you so much to Robbie. And I, the phrasing of I trust you so much, we all thought was kind of funny. <laughs> it's very good. Like, not like I'm crazy about you or like I love being with you. But specifically, if I had an envelope full of cash and I needed someone to deposit it at the bank, I would give you that envelope of cash. You're like the meteorologist at the one local <laughs> news station whose forecasts I believe above all others. Um. And so then they go to his hotel room, which is kind of the evening portion of the date. Uh, And Robbie gives another big speech about, I love you. I don't want you to have any doubts. Uh, This is forever. Um, And then Jojo says, like, you know, you telling me that you loved me, you know, those weeks ago has really brought me to this place. Kind of reiterating again, like, you being in love with me is what I really like about you. Yeah. Uh, And then at some point, and I apologize, I don't have the context, but in the closed caption, I noticed, I looked up and it said, 
Someone said I'm a heart virgin. Robbie, Robbie said that he was a heart virgin. And, and I, I also didn't missed get the, the context. Yeah, I missed this. the context on that, and I feel bad, but I just thought it was worth mentioning. It doesn't, but I mean, here's the context. So his heart has not been inside another woman's heart. I think so. Or man. Or man. Griffin, you're going to have to hang in there. I just don't know why you would say that out loud. I don't know why you would say that out loud by yourself in a sewer, let alone on in front of a camera on a very, very, very widely watched television program. Why would you say the words heart virgin out loud? Does that mean he's never been in love before? You had a girlfriend for like a wicked long time, Yeah, that's dog. what it sounds like. Maybe he's never given his heart away like this before. Is this a new, is this a new, like, um... Do you think this is a new lingo? I'm saying, like, Sean was like a, what's the word? He's like a new virgin. What's the, what's the terminology he used for, like, he patched his, his... <laughs> I mean, the phrase is usually born again virgin. Okay. That just means, like, no sex for real this time. Yeah, it means that you had sex and then now you've taken a vow. Okay. To not have sex. <sighs> what does heart virgin mean, Robert? I don't know. I don't know, but do you want to get to the rest of the date? <laughs> At any point, does he throw shuriken and teach her how to throw shuriken? And like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Like ninja stars? Well, I want to talk about the only thing I think is interesting about Robbie, is that, and that is my own fiction, that he's a stealth assassin. Oh. Spell that, spell that word you're saying. Well, now you really put me on the spot, but S-H-U-R-I-K-E-N. Ninja stars is what we call them with our filthy tongue how do you know that word video games do you have a specific video game um shinobi okay they made several shinobi games as a ninja game also tenchu stealth assassins i learned a lot about the ninja trade there um <laughs> so they look at pictures yeah he that's his gift to her he has really poor quality pictures printed that he gives to her well are they, they poor quality through. or can you just not see any of his family members because they're a ninja driver no it's not it's pictures of the two of them together oh um i don't it made me wonder because there were pictures all the way back to the football date it made you wander <laughs> I miss Juan Pablo, I think. I am trying so hard to sing more on this show. Oh, sorry. And you keep missing Hit your me. window. No, it's over now. No! <laughs> anyway, he had pictures going all the way back to the football date with JoJo. I don't remember that. You remember the football date where J- six. James Taylor gets his face all smashed in? I did like that one. Uh Robbie has a picture with him and Jojo there. Who was taking these pictures? Who got these pictures to Who was taking these pictures? Was she taking a picture with each one of the guys as a kind of contingency plan? Because later in the episode, Jordan also has pictures. How does this happen, Bachelor? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's the boys. But this is a thing that happens because this, is, this has been on previous seasons where yeah. the contestant gives photos as a gift. Anyway. Shitty gift still and forever. Not a great though. gift. Uh, so JoJo says that her love with Robbie is the type of love that he's that she's been waiting for. 
Uh, and Robbie tells us the viewer that his only reserve about Jojo is that maybe he's She's blinded. Not marry him, and he'll be very sad. No, is maybe that he's blinded by his love. His thing should have been my thing then. Mine was a way better concern, I would say. Of the two concerns, his concern. Jordan's wasn't. not exactly a worrier. Oh, you're talking about Jordan. Oh no, sorry, I meant Robbie. Yeah, no. Robbie's not exactly a worrier. He never seems worried throughout this entire series. Well, you can't tell that perfectly matte, beautiful, featureless skin. It doesn't show micro expressions the way that my normal, very flawed skin does. Oh, Griffin, don't say that. Well, it's true. I've got a very shimmery no. Sort of an ice cream paint job on my face. <laughs> it shows a lot of my features. You have That's a baby like, face. Look at, look at me right now, and I'll make a micro expression, and you can like... Yeah, well, that wasn't really micro. That was even more macro. These are the most macro expressions. Hey, tell me about the next date, babe. Jordan time. Let's get that dick out. Not that we get to see... Uh, Jordan does say this is our last date together before I may be getting on a knee. Which is awesome, bro. (laughs) He's such stark contrast to Robbie. Robbie's like, I would not only propose right now, I would impregnate her, and then I would give our daughter away, and I would do all of that tomorrow if I could. And Jordan's like, I don't know. I might one day ultimately say possibly that I could spend potentially the rest of my life with her possibly um what does jordan do though uh they're on a boat together hey dog wherever they were can we go to that because it was pretty as hell yeah it was well first they're on like a large boat and then they get in a kayak and they like kayak through this cave it's and then very they come nice out of the cave and there's these beautiful little what do they call like the mountains when it's just like a beautiful cylinder that comes up out of the ocean nobody knows nobody knows how to describe those land masses <laughs> but they're very beautiful. Indescribably beautiful. Indescribably, yeah. Why even try to describe? I mean, I did. I said they're beautiful little rock cylinders coming up out of the ocean. <laughs> uh, so they sit on the beach, and we kind of know that it's coming, that JoJo will want to find out, why didn't you ask my dad? Uh, so as soon as they sit down on the beach, that starts. Joro actually gets ahead of it. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah, she doesn't have to ask. ask. He says, I just laid it all on the line that I loved, I love you and I, I'm so into you and I spend the rest of my life with you. And unfortunately, I just like didn't ask. Okay, bud, why not? Um, he does actually explain why not. It's because he doesn't want to do it without knowing what's going on in JoJo's mind because there's another guy. And well, he, yeah. doesn't, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to ask her family because it would make her uncomfortable. Well, yeah, it, his... Her family didn't know what she wanted, so he didn't want to ask when they didn't know what her preference was. Which kind of makes... Kinda, it's a really, really circuitous, confusing thing. But, like, it makes sense, dude. If there was another guy and uh, me and this guy were both vying for your hand in marriage and we both went to your parents to ask for your hand... That does put your parents in a really awkward position. Well, and he does say, too, he said, you know, I went first. Robbie hadn't even met them yet. You know, it felt weird to ask for permission before they'd even met the other guy. And she said she like the point she keeps trying to make and keeps getting interrupted by Jordan, who that's he has a very uh, aggro crag way of um, 
responding to conflict is like, why do you give a shit about Robbie? Yeah, well, and she was like, do you know how you feel about me? And he's like, yeah. She's like, well, that's all that matters. Um, And he's like, oh, well, you know, if it were up to me, I would have done it. And she's like, well, but it is up to you. Uh, And it just becomes... I don't know. There's, you know, it's easy to see both sides of that. Is there a case to be made for the fact that Jordan's continued reluctance throughout this entire show somehow makes his ultimate affection for Jojo and ultimate commitment to Jojo a bit more real deal Holyfield? What, because he's been so cautious? The yeah, fact that he did it means like, something? Because everybody says, like, Jared his heels the whole time like he doesn't seem excited to be there now that it's like happened. I think a case could be made for maybe it does make it a little bit more real because like otherwise like the dude who's like day one I love I love you I'll marry you right now and then if that person ends up proposing to you I don't know that doesn't seem especially too legit. Yeah no I agree that Robbie kind of put me off in his just immediately immediate willingness to be in love yeah uh but jordan also seems so restrained in a way that you aren't when you're really excited about somebody that's a better point yeah even though he wasn't saying like i'm in love with you i'm in love with you i'm in love with you i'm gonna marry you i'm gonna marry you you." um he just he he never quite seemed so psyched to be well and he just like he knows i mean he has to know the deal Like, he has to know that the kind of feedback he wants before he proposes is not the kind of feedback he's likely to get. Yeah. Like, that's the show. So I get, I get, yeah, in the real world, it would be weird to ask for permission for somebody that you hasn't, like, hasn't even said they love you yet. Like, yeah, that's a strange thing in the real world. But this isn't the real world. There's nothing about it that is logical. I don't... Uh, I'm more into Jojo and Jojo than I thought I was going to be, but not much more. And I, honest to God, think the reason... What would their couple name be? Jojo, Jojo. Jojo, Jojo. Okay, good. It's it's pretty. I like that. Jojo, Jojo. I'm just over this fucking... (sighs) photo finish two-way tie to the end yeah season the bachelorette because like it just makes it so much less it makes it so much less believable in a way like the season where there's a a a kind of a clear front runner the whole time and they're like cute together and then they get engaged and then they are very happy that i don't know that seems more real to me than the, the that every fucking season has to be a neck and neck thing yeah i agree until the end because it, it really if you're new to watching this show and you watch this season and ben season it didn't used to always be like this oh, geez like emily's season ended with her sending one dude home in the final episode before the end of the episode because she was so sure about the dude she wanted to be with like that's kind of how the show used to be in that there was a clear front runner mm-hmm. who would run away with the thing. And maybe maybe I'm misremembering because I'm sure that that had its own, like, it was predictable in a big way. But, like, this, they tried to do this neck and neck thing, but it was still ended up being very, very, very predictable. 
When we, we did a poll of everybody in the room right before the first person stepped out of the limo, like, okay, who's going to win? Everybody got it right. Yeah. Every single person in the room got it right. There were no, it, it was, it was. Yeah. No matter how many times they tried to kind of manufacture this uncertainty, everybody was like, it's, the it's mo- Jordan. It was the most it's for sure Jordan. Yeah. And if that's the case, then your neck and neck like narrative thing has failed catastrophically. And it just is so goofy. Anyway. Anyway, let's let's finish up. Um, so after they do their little kayak date, they go to Jordan's room. Uh, Jojo pushes again, says, you know, you had enough time to, to meet me and to fall in love with me, but not enough time to ask my dad. Um, and Jordan starts to seem like he really regrets not doing it. Um, and Jordan's like, yeah, you know, I just always thought like, if I were to propose, you know, and Jojo's like, well, you keep saying if you'll propose. Uh, and Jordan's like, oh, I love you and I don't want to lose you. And I want to be on one knee in my life. That That's what I mean. I promise. Um, and, and, you know, he tells us, he's like, oh, I'm so bummed that I let her down. And then their evening's kind of over. And it just feels like... They're still not really getting closure on that. And at this point, Jojo seems really attached to this issue. Uh, and there just never seems to be any resolution. Which, to two it. things. First of all, it was, I mean, an edit designed to make Jordan look very, very, very bad. Like, very, very, very bad. Um, but also, the fact that she's asking those questions in the first place is like... She ain't asking Robbie those questions. She ain't yeah, checking on Robbie's bonet fides. Yeah. Uh, and then it's ring time with Neil Lane. He's got a fucking It's ring He's time. Got, it's ring, ring time with Neil Lane. <laughs> I think we did the Sega harmony there. Sega. <laughs> um, that's what, beautiful, though, baby. Thank you. Um... What is it that you call Neil Lane? I called him an unwrapped mommy. There you go. <laughs> it's just he's getting younger somehow. I think he's got a diamond somewhere that is sucking the, the years out of him. <laughs> uh, and usually this is like a really nice moment where the, Neil plays the role of Chris Harrison and asks them how they feel about Except this the show's woman. got no daddies no more, does it? <laughs> no. Well, that's a really good way to describe it. This show's it. got no more daddies. Because the ring procurement goes very quickly. Each guy sits down. Robbie's like, the fat one. <laughs> looks at a ring, picks a ring. I heard a new reference to a jewel cut I'd never heard before. And it was like, a pillow a pillow cut? I don't know. I wasn't listening. I think they said this is a pillow cut jewel. It's like, man, I just come up with new ones of those all the time, huh? I mean, they're very large rings. They're very big. And I say this every year. <laughs> I think they look so fucking goofy. Yeah. I think they look goof troop, these rings. And there were some people in the room tonight who agreed with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's nothing worse than a oh, a very large ring. And then you do this character every year, this Coco <laughs> Chanel character. Mm, nothing's better than a bunch of diamonds. <laughs> Um, and so that ends our segment. Mm, here comes my best friend, <laughs> Tiffany. Mm. 
<laughs> that ends our segment. Precious diamonds. Ring time Ring with time Lane. Ring, Ring time. time with Neil Lane. <laughs> you laughed out of it, but I finally found it there at the end. So really, that was no, on you. It's my fault. I'm a little pitchy. Uh... I'm sorry I don't buy you enough precious gemstones. <laughs> the segment's over, Griffin. It's not a segment. With you, you demand new gemstones every day. I brought you an opal yesterday. And you're like, wrong. You guessed wrong. I and wanted then, tourmaline. And then you brought me a soft pretzel today. I brought you a soft pretzel. And, and I was like, still like, can, can you make this into a ring for me? Instead of kosher salt on top, can you sprinkle <laughs> it with topaz? <laughs> I said, yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rachel eats gemstones for fuel. <laughs> she loves diamonds and topaz. And you make me sound like a... You make you sound like... Like uh, a 2016, 2016 Kaila. Kaila. What? No, Kaila didn't eat gemstones for energy. She <laughs> ate batteries. <laughs> uh, so... Jordan, who has expressed to us, the viewer, and JoJo, that he regrets not getting approval, is back in his room calling Dr. Fletcher to get that permission, after all. And he gives this speech uh, that is just very hurried and uncomfortable. And the family approves. And um, that's that's that. Him and Robbie put on the same suit, which is fine. And uh, we see JoJo getting ready. She says she woke up this morning with a moment of clarity. Um, and then goes outside, and there's a note from Jordan. And, and a note from Robbie. Well, first we see the note from Jordan. And Jordan... There were, but she picks up both notes, which oh, is... Oh, really? Amazing. Yeah, they were both under the same, like, flower pot or something. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Mail call! Uh, and Jordan talks about his undying love, apologizes again for not getting permission, says that he has done so now. And JoJo says, oh, this is everything I wanted, and she starts crying. She says, this is everything I wanted, but it feels wrong, she says. Does she say that? Yeah. Um, which is why, nah, it shouldn't, it does, it shouldn't. Yeah, I had thought maybe she woke up and thought, you know what, Robbie's the one that's ready, I'm going with Robbie, and then she read the note from Jordan but and was like, what? Yeah, there's a note from Robbie. Robbie is basically out of words at this point and just says, like, love, forever, beautiful, I just wrote in the script to love, actually. Like, the last, like, <laughs> 40 pages. Love really is all around us. And then JoJo looks through the Jordan photos uh, that are similar to the Robbie photos. And it's proposal time. And JoJo is in a very, very high-cut dress on the beach. She looks amazing. By the way, there were some people in the, in the FABUG group talking some jazz about her dresses. If I see that kind of behavior, I mean, I don't know why anybody would talk about JoJo's dresses ever again, um, but if I see that, that kind of talk in the group ever again, you're gone. You're yeah. fucking gone, so. Because yeah. my wife gave me admin pri- privileges to the Facebook <laughs> group last and week. And Griffin is much more ruthless than me. I'll kick a motherfucker out, especially if you talk about these beautiful dresses my gal JoJo has on. Because let me say this right now, because I don't want us to neglect talking about it before. I think JoJo is a phenomenal bachelorette. 
I thought she was exceptional. I really liked watching her. I thought she brought um, a vivaciousness and an energy to the, to the program, to the proceedings. I liked a lot of passion, a lot of emotion. I was into it. She was very, I, I, she was know, real, real. I, I was probably a harder uh, critic to win over. I don't love JoJo. I, I don't think she beat anybody out of their ranking. I think she's my second favorite right behind Emily. Really? Who Why? Who the fuck's she going to... Why? What did you? What is it that made her? She was R I L L real. She put. She wore her heart on her sleeve, and I saw her heart, and I saw her sleeve, and I said, "Both those real." I guess that's true. I thought it was going to be Caitlyn. I think Caitlyn's probably number three now. Caitlyn's probably in number two. I missed a lot of the older seasons, though. So I, don't I guess know. I just wanted JoJo to be funny. It's a. It's a hard ask. Yeah, I guess so. Why? Because women aren't funny? No, because this show, like, that is not, there hasn't been a funny bachelor either. Like, when you're That's in that role, true. you are fucking boring. Caitlin is hysterical. And in, in, in her season that she was on of The Bachelor, she was fucking hysterical. No, and then she happen? was The Bachelorette. And they just did, because you have to, there has to be like a weird, like, serious. They spend so much time trying to get us to fall in love with the, the suitors that we like lose any opportunity to like the bachelor bachelorette like it's, it's because they're a goal they're like an uh, they are an object goal that you're but supposed why can't to be like you romance me on the bachelor bachelorette too i think there's an assumption they already did that in the last yeah, season of the nope. show i need more i am a very very hard woman to please very true um and speaking of, I don't know, now that we're at the end of the rainbow, I don't know who the fuck they got in the wings for The Bachelor, but yeah. I, it's, I, there's just... Well, let's, let's get to this proposal. Okay, yes, please, let's do the proposal. Who steps out that first cab? So the first person out of the limo is the person that is going to get rejected. And so we always see their shoes first, and we saw the very, um, very flamboyant socks of one Robbie Hayes. I ain't hating on that though, because I've got that I got that foot cardigan. Oh, I know. I love a flamboyant sock. Uh, so Robbie launches in, says, "You know, this is crazy, but it's a good kind of crazy." And my family adores you, and my heart yearns for you. And this is a love that you only hear about in stories. You're my best friend. And she stops him and says, "Robbie, I can't let you get down on one knee because I don't want to take that moment from you." There's that. There's that. Axe man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they let him get all the way down on one knee and get no, the ring out, and no, they say no. no. no, no. But she stops him, which I appreciate. I appreciate that too. It's the first time that she's not that, that she's not you know holding it holding it until the last possible millisecond. And she says, you know, I've been wanting it to be you, and my heart is broken. Although that line keeps rearing its fucking ugly head, and for like the past four send offs, I wanted it to be you. Yeah. That's a crazy thing to say. And then she says she loves him, which I miss. Okay, and now we're and now we the the Axeman facade drops. Although I don't know, even the Axeman said he loves you to the to the two final people. Um but you made Joe Joe Fletcher, you made it so far not doing the thing that happened well, she, to you, dog. She was in this position where she wanted him to realize that she was serious about him and that she really cared about him. And I get that. She doesn't want to think like, hey, I really tricked you. 
haha, it's not you at all. She wanted to be like, no, I honestly like had really strong feelings for you. Like you were really my runner up. But last season was the season where the bachelor said, I love you to two contestants. And then she was the one who lost that transaction and said, I'll never do that again. And then you didn't until literally the last possible minute, Jojo. She's bad at rejecting people. So bad. Because this is, this is, you, 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 you brought him up. You psyched him up there at the end, like while they were already on their way down. It was that was a weird play, bud. So Robbie really keeps it together. He doesn't fall apart kind of the way that I was expecting him to. Um and they walk back to the limo and he gets in and he seems kind of in shock about the whole thing and it's kind of like is this allowed to happen? Is this is this real? Like is this really happening? Yeah. He's kind of in disbelief. Uh so now it's Jordan's turn. Jordan is there at dusk, which is always a good sign. That you it's like the least you you have to remember when the person steps out of the limo and they see the sun directly over the head, they already know they've lost the television show, The Bachelor mm-hmm. or Bachelorette. It's the most. Think about it. Put yourself in the shoes of the people who've been pouring over all day thinking about whether or not they've won. And then you step outside and it's fucking 1130 a.m. You've lost the television show. I thought it would be nice if Chris Harrison, when they're at the top of the stairs getting ready to go down, if Chris Harrison was like, all right, uh, you know, good luck, man. And by the way, it's not you. All right. She's waiting for you. I think the only way they, I think a better th- way to do it is to put a fucking black bag over their head from the moment they wake up <laughs> yeah. and put them in a deprivation chamber. And then she either dumps them or proposes to them in a perfectly windowless room. <laughs> Without them knowing what time it is. That's like, what how you day get the, is it? That's how, how you get the real emotion. How long have I been in Everybody here? Everybody who's ever came in second place on this show fucking knew it before they told them. That's cold hard truth. If not, they were delusional because it was 1130 when they got kicked off. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Jordan says, you're my best friend. You're my soulmate. And Jojo stops him and says, Jordan, just before you continue, I just want to say something that I've been wanting to say. You know, I love you so much. Jordan's obviously relieved, and then he immediately gets on one knee, and Jojo's like, "Oh, is this is this real? Is it?" And 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 Jordan says, "It's been real," which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, he proposes. She says yes. Um, and then they give out the final rose. And I got a little overclimbed. There's a sunset champagne toast. Did you really? A little bit. I, I you know I think I got goosebumps a little bit. There's a, there's a, I had a goosebumps moment. There's a no matter how botched the delivery, uh, and by delivery I don't mean like the proposal. I mean like the love story of the season is. It's there. I can't help but put myself in the shoes of either of the people in that situation, and, and that's nervous work, man. Like no matter how jaded you are about the, the the realness of this show. They're really proposing to somebody on TV with a speech they've probably written themselves. That's nervous work, man. Um, but and they seem very relieved and, and happy to be to be done with it. And yeah, I I, I was into it. Yeah i I am not a hundred percent confident in their relationship, but uh, I believe that there's some real affection there. I think there is too, and I think I think. You saw it a bit more in the after the final rose. Yeah, let's get to that. And let's just get through it, please. After the final rose, Robbie comes out first. And everybody in our group uh, recognized he had new teeth. 
Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that either, but apparently his front teeth are closer together now, and they think he has veneers. I will say that was one of many, 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 many accessories that he on, had on this Yeah, night. he was also wearing a pocket square and then like a little brooch and, and, and a, a tie, tie. All three of which were seemingly made from the same fabric, which is like just, that's a lot, bud. Uh, so Chris Harrison interviews him. He's, he says that he's he's confused, but he's not angry. Uh, says that, you know, she taught me the type of woman I want to end up with. And, you know, I respect Jordan. He's a great friend. Uh, and I just want her to be happy. So, you know, just like a classy guy. Said he's been, like, with his friends and family, kind of pulling himself together. Um, doesn't say anything about being ready to find love again, which makes me think maybe he he's not gonna, he ain't gonna be it. an ex-bachelor. I can't imagine, right? Like, I can't. Nah, I know. He wouldn't. It's not his scene. Uh, Jojo comes out. I think he's. A, I feel like we've given Robbie a lot of shit this season. I think he's a nice dude, and I do think back to that those first few episodes, and he was he was a funny, charming guy. It was just like this season was so the odds were so against him, and he just didn't have an interesting storyline other than the guy who was ready to commit yeah. as a foil against Jordan, the clear winners. When Robbie when Robbie had his kind of catching fire moment of like, now I'm a front runner. It was... So, it, it didn't feel like I was ready for that to happen, yeah. and I never got ready. Yeah. It just seemed... Well, it's probably nice that she has somebody that is so into her. That was kind of my reaction to it. Yeah. Um... So Jojo comes out, uh, and Robbie asks uh, Jojo, you know, why did you say that you love me on our last day? And uh, Jojo's like, you know, I didn't want to discredit our relationship. I wanted you to know how I felt. And Robbie said, you know, when we were talking, you said a lot of things that made it seem like it should have been us. You know, that your family liked me and that you wanted it to be me. And JoJo says, well, my heart was always with Jordan, and I couldn't imagine saying goodbye to Jordan. And Robbie says, well, I just wanted you to be happy, and it seems like you're happy. Uh, and that's and that's it. That's it. Not really fiery. Nope. Um, Chris Harrison asks JoJo who should be the next Bachelor. Then we um, get fi- All right, can I propose something? Well, can I just, before you propose something, can no. I just... All right, <laughs> go. I think we should stop saying his name okay what should we say instead i've been thinking about this for a while okay because if we call him something like mean-spirited like i called him a i think i called him a fuck neck yeah i don't want to bully him well i don't want to bully him either but mainly just because i think he would get some sort of weird satisfaction out of it if he knew so what do we say i think we just give him like a boring wrong name like, oh, like, like he did to Grant on Mental All, and yeah. he's calling him like Daryl. How do you feel about Dale? Or or um, I want I want it to be close enough that people aren't like, wait a minute, who's that? But I do want people to be kind of confused. What by about it. Tad? What about Ted? Ted? No, it doesn't. It's got to be. It also has to be like kind of a shitty name. Tad's not. Good. Tad's not great. Rod. Rod is good because it's like, it's also kind of a dick. You could also just go with dick or Rick. <laughs> what about pastrami? Why pastrami? Because he eats lunch meat? Yeah. 
Maybe. I kind of want to take it, but that adds to the lore. Uh, like, I want yeah. to remove all of that. I want to strip him of everything. All right. What about, what you said Rod? Rod. Let's do Rod. I just want to keep going. Can okay. We, okay. We'll stay. We'll do it with Rod, and if we think of a better one, we'll change it. Okay. We get, that could also be the thing. We just call him a new name every week, and we sub it out. Okay. That won't get confusing. <laughs> uh... Do we want to say his name for one last time so people know who the fuck we're talking about? No, people be... will know. All right, yeah. Okay, so... The meat one. Okay, so... Chris asks JoJo who should be the next Bachelor. And JoJo says, I don't know, maybe Luke or Chase seem kind of like the the possible picks. Chris pulls the audience very quickly, and when she says yeah, Luke... Yeah, he says, hey, Luke or Chase? It sounds like all, everybody says Luke. The whole audience is like, Luke... And then um, Rod stands up, and JoJo's like, oh, no, not Rod. Definitely not Rod. And Rod... And this fuckneck, this dude... Rod gives, like, a small speech um, from the audience. He's there because the whole Bachelor in Paradise crew is there. And Rod says... With this, with this tone of earnestness that is literally he has never had before he's like you know i've i've lived a a long life you know my mom passed away six months ago i'm a you know i'm a marine um and i just think you know i deserve a shot at love too and there's there's a few claps in the audience he says says, i think i should be the next back yeah And there's a few claps in the audience. Chris Harrison is like not into it. Nah, Rod. He's like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see after Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, and then he uses the word train wreck. <laughs> he said it's truly a train wreck, and references that the line that the Rod mimosa says line. about the mimosa thing. Yeah, that that Chris Harrison. This whole night has been punctuated. Every single commercial break has a Bachelor in Paradise promo, and I think there's a different one in each commercial break. One of the promos is that Rod confronts Chris Harrison about Chris just drinking mimosas. But I mean, in in each in each one, it's like fucking black and white, like nightmare music, and like the words Rod Rod appeared just continue to be awful, like. Oh, fuck, man. I can only hope that Rod gets booted fast because he's a piece of shit. I know, baby. We're so close. <laughs> okay. So there's more interview for JoJo. Um, Chris asks how she's been doing. And she says that it's been difficult and they haven't gotten as much positive support as they expected. And that since they can't, they haven't been able, her and... Uh, Jordan haven't been able to be open about their relationship. They haven't been able to defend each other. And um, then Jordan comes out, says that they're doing great. She uh, She's wearing the engagement ring, which they're both excited to be to be out in public. She's also wearing a fun dress that in and of itself yeah. kind of looks like a pretzel knot on the front. I was into it. Jojo <laughs> um, doesn't seem like giddy happy. She just kind of seems tired. And, well, they also seem relieved more than anything, I yeah, would say. Yeah, just like, now we're, we're finished with this. Yeah. Um, but JoJo says they have a mutual respect, and that throughout this process, it's been hard, but they did never talk about breaking up. Uh, then Chris shows some of the tabloids up on the screen uh, that have come out 
since the show aired. And um, they're saying, you know, we can't control what people say about us. Uh, And then they showed the People magazine that'll come out tomorrow. And the pulled quote from Jojo is, I know I can trust him. Which is just kind of a sad pulled quote. Yeah. It's just like, hey, believe in us, guys. Trust is so important. Yeah. Um, so they say they've been throwing around some dates for a wedding. Sometime next year. And, um, Chris, Chris comes, Chris comes in at one more time to see if he can get some info about Aaron. just the Aaron Rodgers button again. Actually, um, uh, Jordan's reflect- deflection was, like, really kind of weird. Uh, Chris basically asked him, like, have things improved between you and Aaron? Has anything changed? And he said, you know... So now me and Jojo's families get together so well and we're about to start our own family and we're just really, really excited about, you know, doing this thing with our families. Yeah. And so Chris tries Jojo. He's like, have, have you, you have you met her or like, have you met Aaron Rodgers yet? And Jojo's like, no, I mean, the situation is the same as we it have was other, before. We have other things to worry about. And Jordan says, we got to buy furniture. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah, I get they don't want to talk about it. I respect that. I do too, but say that. Don't do this the weirdest deflect. Do you, have you made up with your brother yet? I can. I have to buy furniture. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Ben and Lauren from last season are in the audience and they offer some advice. Oh my God. I just realized when Bachelor in Paradise goes off the air, that's what is going to be on ABC. Is the Ben and Lauren show? Ben and Lauren happily ever after? Question mark. Question mark. Seems like they are. Yes. And Chris says, "All right, hang around, guys. You know, we still have one more thing." And I'm like, "How is this still going?" Uh, we come back. Chris says, "As a gift, we're sending you back to Nima Colon, Pennsylvania." Nima Colon, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and JoJo's like. Fuck yes, Nima. <laughs> that might be like my favorite mo- yeah. JoJo moment of the whole season. Is JoJo gets psyched out of her mind? Like, Fuck lo- yes, Nima Colon. I love Nima Colon. Nima Colon. I will say this: I'd go to Nima Colon. Look beautiful. Uh, and then we get teasers for some final teasers for BIP, which starts. Well, I guess when this airs, it will start tonight. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, do we want to get into happening happening that BIP teaser? Because there are a few. Yeah. There were there are a few like. Of- yeah we'll be talking about it though tomorrow let's just say there are a few pairings that i find quite agreeable and some i find disagreeable yeah you were excited about jared uh and kyla 001 i was very excited about wells and ashley yeah why is that exactly because i want her to find somebody rachel i got two eyes and a heart (laughs) um wrap-ups for the season of jojo i thought it was um I thought there were some high points. I didn't think there were a lot of low points. I, I mean, honestly, the only thing that put like a bad taste in my mouth was the was the not so much the Chad being on the show thing because like God knows they've had like genuinely bad people on the show before, but the ABC's lionizing of of yeah. him like it was so 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 gross. The, you did uh, just say his name. Fuck twenty dollars in the swear jar. <laughs> Uh, I liked the time that we got to spend with Luke and with Wells. Yeah, I like those boys. I think I think Luke would be a, a decent bachelor. I mean, the the field is not especially competitive in that department. I don't think if we're taking boys from this season, unless it is Wells, which would be sick, but that's not going to happen. Um, 
uh yeah there were there were some there were some high points there was some entertaining stuff that happened and then i would say especially towards the end there was a lot of just sort of plateau although that is kind of the curve for every season of this show um yeah the past few seasons there's been a clear front runner from almost like episode one and then you just kind of ride that train all the way to the last end. season i think bucked the curve a little bit because i think the their selling of jojo as somebody who could come and usurp lauren b was like really yeah but we were sure it really was strong we were sure it was lauren b for like 90 percent of the season yeah except for that last episode where yeah. they actually tr- they did this like curveball and it fucking yeah worked. it was it was pretty deft work but yeah um, it was good stuff um yeah. i would i would say it was a fairly good season um uh, I'm not, I, I know there are a lot of folks who listen to the show who'd never watched the show before, and this was their first season to watch. I think you got a very standard season of The Bachelor. There was a villain. There was a, uh, you know, a romantic front runner. There were a lot of goofball There were some people. piss kids. There were and a lot of piss kids, a lot of rat bags. bags. Um, I have no idea what the next Bachelor is. A lot of singing this season. A lot lot more singing singing than usual. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and few few Jameses, a bunch, a mess of Jameses. Uh, and I hope Bip. I hope Bip is uh, fun and people have been um, horrible. People have been asking if there's a way to do a Bip fantasy league. There might be. We have never even tried to do it. I mean, a drinking game is more appropriate for Bip. If you want to come up with one of those, I'm I'm into it. There has been some stirring on the Facebook group about a drinking game. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential there, but I don't know exactly what to recommend. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. We'll see you fucking tomorrow. Uh, can we just wrap up? I'm Rachel McElroy. I'm McElroy. <laughs> when you're ready. Ready. <laughs> Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right,